It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what's going on, sir? Oh, nothing. What's going on with you? What's, uh, how are you feeling, buddy? 41, uh, 41 to 21. Dallas Cowboys. That's how I'm feeling. I'm feeling pretty good right now. And you know the thing is, Landon? The game was not that close. It, no, it, it was 20 points. No. It was not that close. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about the Cowboys' week three victory over the Philadelphia Eagles uh, and all of our biggest takeaways. Uh, but before we do that, just want a quick recap of this game. Uh, hmm. Dallas really dominated. At one point, Landon, the Cowboys had 19 first downs, and the Eagles had one. Uh, the Eagles got a touchdown on a strip sack from Dak Prescott. And then that's really all that they did for a long time. Philly had one other touchdown drive. It was a 90-yard touchdown drive. They didn't score another point until late, late in the fourth quarter. This was just complete domination by Dallas. Uh, what were your thoughts on this one? It was beautiful. I mean, in every sense of the, of the way, it was uh, a dominant performance on both sides of the ball. I mean, it was all the things that uh, – and this is, you know, more than the other two games, it feels like, you know, because it's the NFC East, because it's the Eagles, it felt like a measuring stick. This is the kind of game in the past – that the good, the good preseason Cowboys teams would fumble, you know, would screw right. up. They'd keep right. it a close game. They'd let Philadelphia hang around. This looks like a different team, you know, like starting out strong, you know, uh, uh, putting their throat, their foot on the on the throat of the of the opponent, um, uh, uh, get it, forcing punts, c- causing turnovers. What mm-hmm. is who? Who is this team? What did, what did they sneak into our rosters? It's been incredible so far, and it's been consistent. Uh, can I just really quickly read, uh, you know, the, just the uh, a selection of the first few drives and how they ended for the sure. Philadelphia Eagles, if I could? Um, uh, three plays, interception. Three plays, punt. Three plays, punt. Four plays, punt. Five plays, punt. Three plays, interception. Three plays punt and that was and when they finally at the end of the third quarter uh finally got a uh a, a, their own touchdown on offense yeah uh, this was uh a dominant performance um I, I, especially by the offense but i think also by the defense for sure um and you know there's so many storylines here starting with uh individual play and and, and and offensive uh you know just completely complete dominance but i i think the thing that really just stood out to me, you know, from a 10,000 foot view is the Cowboys did the things that good teams do that this Cowboys team hasn't done in a long time. 
and not since like you know 2016 you know that or, or or the years where, where, where roma was really you know the, or dax you know rookie year i think like it's been a while since the cowboys did, did, did like this and it, it, it looks like this could be a really good team all right, I'm going to do a locked on Cowboys tradition here, Landon. I'm going to say something negative about the Cowboys, but it's actually a positive. So get ready. I like you, it. You ready? I like it. Just like you picking the Eagles in oh, order I, for them listen, to win. I, 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 I like I saw it. Someone I like said, it. Uh, thank you for, yeah, yeah right here. The, this is a comment. It says, thank you for picking the Eagles to win, Marcus. You secured, secured the, win. the win. You guys are welcome. I, you, you, I appreciate it. Marcus, that. always sacrificing for the team, guys. Yes. Always sacrificing for the team. Um, I thought the Dallas Cowboys played like a game in this one they had a lot of mistakes yeah. a lot of holding yeah. calls there were some big uh mistakes they made on defense the eagles had some big plays jordan lewis had an opportunity for an interception they just didn't make the plays right there was also a couple drives that just stalled out at like the 45 yard line and they just weren't able to pick up those drives but it shows you just the difference in talent between the cowboys and the rest of the nfc east right like if the Cowboys play a B or B minus game against the rest of these teams in the division, they're going to win by 20 points, right? If they play an A plus game, we're looking at like a 30 point win. It's nice to see this kind of Cowboy team being back to that, that kind of game, right? All they have to do is basically show up and be competent and they're going to win. Right. That's what it was. That, that's why I'm encouraged by what I saw Monday night. It's like they, they didn't have to press to win the game. Yes. You know, it's, it's like watching Tom Brady in some ways, you know, it's like, it, it makes, he makes it look easy at times and Rogers. That's, that's what Dak looked like. You know, it's just yep. like he was in such control of, of the outcome of the game of uh, such control of the offense that, um, you know, he didn't feel the need to press or, or take crazy chances. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, we could talk about some of the things that went wrong, you know, specifically with, uh, you know, he wasn't perfect. He had the fumble in, in the end zone, which, you know, I think maybe was a bad play call at the time for sure. Uh, and then I, I'm pretty sure Joey Ike's uh, shout out to Joey uh, pointed it out that, that he, he didn't motion uh, uh, Zeke into the backfield <laughs> no, on that no. play where he was looking for a handoff. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think that was, I thought that was pretty funny, but I think overall, I mean, he showed you the command that he has over this offense and they ran it to a T and just absolutely pummeled the 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 Eagles defensive line. I mean, despite the despite them getting some hits on deck, uh, the Cowboys offensive line just had their way with, with the Eagles defensive line in, yeah. in the run blocking sense. Yeah, I mean the Cowboys gave up four sacks in this game, and I thought Dak played a pretty good game. I would say like a B plus. Uh, Landon he finished the game with 143 pass rating and 9.2 yards per attempt. Yeah, just kind of shows you like what our expectations are right now for for Dak, right? I mean, uh, ultimately, you know, I know the Eagles are beat up too, and, and they got more beat up as the game went on they as did. well. I mean, yeah. losing Sam Sam Alu, it's gonna be a tough road for the Eagles. Yes. You know, if he's gone for a long time, they've already they're already kind of depleted there, right? So, um, but I, I think that you know, just showing you the Cowboys. I mean, we were talking about whether, whether they, how they're gonna field a team, uh, and to get that kind of uh, performance from you know players up and down this defense uh, and and then obviously some superstar performances by our young players i mean mm-hmm. what what more can you say about trayvon diggs you know what osa i mean my, my we'll get to him my oh, guys. save him save him we'll my guys okay go ahead yes go ahead please uh yeah uh, last thing i wanted to you know just mention before we get into some of the winners and losers 
Uh, I saw Mike McCarthy after the game said no injuries to report from this one. Yes. That's fantastic. Especially considering the Cowboys have a short week here, getting ready for the Panthers in week four. Uh, really, really good news. Um, all right. I want to tell you guys about bet online as always bet online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. I so, so hope that you took the Cowboys minus three and a half in this game and the over. Uh, with a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That is double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100 from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage, advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. All right, Landon, let's uh, let's give out an award. Who is the MVP of this game? Who the MVP? I, I mean, I I, 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 I hate got to it. say this, guys. It it's Dalton Schultz, right? Oh, stop it! Oh, but he had a good game. There's no doubt. Are you about kidding it. me? He had six catches for 80 yards and two touchdowns. That's 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 as much of MVP. I mean, if, if we're not going to pick the obvious Dak, who had four touchdowns and was masterful, I, I think Dalton Schultz has an argument. Landon. He had twice Landon. as many catches as anybody in the game. Landon, Trevon Diggs had a pick six. Mm. He had three pass deflections. That's fair. He was dominant in the run game, and the Eagles could not throw on him at all in this game. That's fair. That's absolutely fair. I mean, I guess you're gonna give it to a defensive player. Fine, that's fine. Yes, I mean, look, lots of play. Look, I mean, if you want to go that route, Osa Osa had a, a okay. sack and a half. You know, and in a in a difficult assignment, and he and he performed as well. I, I think lots of people have a have an argument, and I think the best thing about it is that you've got two defensive players, two young defensive players who have an argument. It just shows you. I mean, dare we speak it into existence? You may have some, you may have a little something with this defense. I mean, this this defense playing the way it did, as shorthanded as it is. I mean, imagine when you get. I mean, Lawrence is still a ways away, but just imagine when you get Gallimore back, or 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 you know, you get the opportunity to, to play some more of with Joseph. You know, I, I just this defense could potentially be getting better from where it is right now, and it's already incredibly good, especially in, in the turnover department. I agree. There's a lot of reasons to be uh, excited about this defense. Osa is a good one. Four tackles, uh, one and a half sacks, a tackle for a loss, and two quarterback hits. Parsons had a really good game. I, I, I want to mention somebody else because outside of Diggs, I thought this player was incredible. Literally did not show up in the stat sheet, though, and that's Randy Gregory. Did not have a tackle, mm, did not a have a place. sack, did not have a quarterback hit. But if you watch that game, he dominated Right, how many holding calls did he draw in that game, Landon? Multiple destroying right? schemes too, like getting inside, looping inside, and just just destroying their blocking yeah. scheme and freeing guys up. Uh, you know, I think for despite as much talk as some people were having, I think Micah Parsons played really well on both sides, even against Lane Johnson, calling at least one holding penalty, and I'm pretty sure he had another one that went uncalled as well. I, I, um, just really quickly, really quickly on Parsons, yeah. there were a couple plays in this game where. I thought the scheme was phenomenal, but I'm trying to remember exactly the play, but I believe it was a third and 11 and they lined him up right between the garden center. And he's just shot the gap and both of them were holding him as he was going up. And they had, I think it was Osa Odigizua was on the outside, basically playing defensive end. I mean, they had some weird formations and groupings out there, but Parsons just, 
he's kind of a game wrecker, right? And I think if you're calling him just an edge, I think you're kind of mislabeling him because he's just he, he's a guy that can just make plays from wherever he's at. They, they tried to use that offensive weapon, you know, term a couple of years ago. Web for, back? Was for, it a web? No, no, no. It wasn't. It wasn't the Dallas. It was just like kind of a general thing that. They no, I thought would, it was they called Tavon a web back. Remember? Yeah, that the Cowboys did. Yeah, but okay. I remember like before that, like I think who was it? Was it Denard Robinson or someone from Michigan? Like he wanted to change his position name to like offensive weapon. It'd be O W. Anyways. Anyway, yeah. Uh, Mark Parsons is defensive weapon. I mean, you know, you could yeah. call him what you want. Like sure. you can put him anywhere in the front seven and just have him attacking a blocking scheme, and, and he can destroy it. He's good. I mean, I don't know yeah. what else we can say, right? I mean, yeah, I think I think we also need to mention, uh, you know, if we're talking about MVPs, I mean, uh, Ezekiel Elliott had a really great game as well. Yeah. Uh, on on seventeen carries and and, and you know di- didn't need to like do much more than this. I mean, you look at the balance; it's still a little bit more sixty forty than fifty fifty or you know whatever. But I think you know hopefully that that'll get closer to fifty fifty as we go on. But I, it's I'll obviously read, a I'll great it's- mix. Ezekiel Elliott had 17 carries for 95 yards and two touchdowns. Tony Pollard was 11 carries for 60 yards. Uh, Pollard had one reception for five yards. Zeke had three receptions for 21 yards. I actually felt like in this game, Landon, that was the right split. Like Zeke was running really well. And there was a couple of times where, um, you know, it was third down and they just kind of left Zeke in there and he was really good at, you know, drive, you know, driving the the pocket or driving the, the lanes and just kind of moving guys and getting first downs. I think it's the best we've seen him play in a long time. And I, 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 as much as I love Tony Pollard, I think the split today was right. I think this is a game where you wanted to ride Zeke and he played well. And they targeted the tight ends. You know, clearly you talked about it pre uh, pregame, you know, the linebackers and how susceptible they were. Um, and especially as they started to lose safeties as the game yeah. went on, uh, you know, Schultz got as many targets as Cooper and CD lamb combined. Which we uh, kind of again, thought, though, right? Because we thought yeah. the safeties and the linebackers are where Dallas can really pick on them. When we talked about this on, on Monday's show, right? Like, yeah, those are guys I, I that thought, can be exposed. I thought that they would see more targets on the outside just because I thought that they, they could win there. But maybe there's more concern with Cooper. Maybe they wanted Cooper to just get a, a, a week off from taking direct hits there or at least being the you know the workhorse of the offense. And it's Schultz also was going to work, remember. you know? I say it's also important to remember, Doc only had 26 passing attempts in this game. Yeah, yeah. Like, what are they? how many did they, did they throw in week one? Was it 58 times? Something like yeah. that? So exactly. basically, it's so, like half the amount of attempts, right? Yeah. It makes they're, sense. They're, you know, they're throwing to win the game and, and, and you know, running to seal it. And I think uh, – it, it was it was important to make you know we talked about too that it, it, they played a lot of palms a lot of, lot of uh, uh, you know two safety looks that they were trying to keep everything short um, so there wasn't a ton of opportunity for the guys on the outside because they were basically using the guys on the outside to create cushion underneath for for Schultz and you know, create safe opportunities for the tight ends so I, th- I think that that worked and and also again I after years and years of complaining about the tight end uh, screen. This team has suddenly become really, really good at it, and 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 I think I love when it's being called too. Like instead of like the give up play that we used to see it being called on like yeah. third and fifteen, it's a third and five play where it's going to work. You're going to get the first oh, yeah. down. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, Dalton Schultz has a really good feel for how to run that. Right, like he's good enough as a blocker to hold the block just long enough to get the defensive end upfield, and then he spins out of it, and he's pretty decently open field. I mean. 
I know you were kind of being serious about Dalton Schultz as the MVP of this game, but he did another nice game. I, I was being serious. I thought he played, <laughs> played a fantastic game. I'll tell you who else should be considered for uh, MVP is fullback one, Connor McGovern. We can't, I can't yeah, believe okay, we've this far, <laughs> this far without mentioning Connor McGovern, my, my brand new fullback bow. Uh, I love it. Uh, that, it's just awesome to see him him out there being utilized. That they they wanted, you know, it's clear that they wanted to use him. Uh, I, I think this is an interesting way to do that. Obviously, yeah. I mean, obviously, the Cowboys think he's a good player, so it is nice to at least have him involved in the game plan. Like he's active every single week, and you're you're keeping him, you know, kind of fresh and in these games. So I, I do like that. Um, we're gonna get to some more of our biggest takeaways from this game, but before we do that. I want to tell you guys about rockauto.com. It's a family business serving auto parts to customers online for over 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Um, All right, Landon, uh, a couple more things uh, about this team. After three games, where are your expectations at for the Cowboys now? Because I think you and I both agree they're not quite probably in the Rams, Tampa Bay tier, even though they – we're close to Tampa Bay in week one. Where do you see this team fitting in in the NFC? I think they're right there. You know, I think yeah. that they're probably, you know, there's that the, that top tier. And, uh, you know, I think that they're dealing with a lot of injuries. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, I, I think they certainly can get there, you know, because the season is long. This is a very young team. That's the other thing to consider is that this is a very young team. And, and it's going to get better as the season goes on. Um, and I think you know, if they can get some more health. The experience that some of these younger guys have gotten while trying to, you know, make up for guys like Demarcus Lawrence and, and, uh, and, and, you know, Lael Collins and, and Michael Gallup, uh, you know, the, the experience that these guys are getting while, while playing is also going to pay off later in the season too, by the time they get there, you know, and, and, and because it's a long season. So that's just going to make your team stronger. And I think, you know, if you're able to get Joseph into the mix and then upgrade the cornerback position, you're going to bring Gallimore in. You're going to upgrade a defensive tackle position, which suddenly is looking, you know, <laughs> almost bountiful. I mean, especially if you yep. can get Tristan Hill in here and get anything out of him. Uh, you know, it's like, yeah, well, we'll see. Um, you know, and so I, I think that there is a lot of reason to be very optimistic through three games because you, you've got yes. you've got a clear win over the team that you feel like may may have been the best looking other team in the nfc we'll see what washington can produce okay, let, let me just re-ask you that after three weeks who's the next best team in this division it may be i so Eagles. wish you were doing the like, crossover shows with the, the nfc east teams again i just wish i so wish hey, you would waited three weeks <laughs> guys make sure you tune in for the uh having to be having to be re-recorded uh nfc east ultimate preview because uh, you know, I, I was I was this level of cocky then too. So uh, I, I look, I I mean, the, I think the Cowboys are clearly the class of this division. They they you know, yeah. Yeah. we'll see what happens when they play Washington. But I, I think clearly at this point, you've got every playoffs should not be the goal. 
at all. Like you, you should be you should be making Correct. setting your sights for making the NFC Championship game, and then what happens from there. You know, that's yes. where I think you should be. You should be because I think you are. There's the Rams, the Buccaneers, and mm-hmm. I think you're in the net, that next group with with anybody else that wants to you know play. Right. Right. Uh, all right. I, I got a question here from somebody from I got to figure it out from Eric. Uh, he wants to know we dominated, but what's can we do about the center position? Because Tyler Biotis did not have a good game today. Now, in fairness to him, his first couple of matchups this season have been rough yeah. ones, right? Vita Vea, Ndamukong Sue, Fletcher Cox, Jaron Hargrave. Are, are you getting concerned about the center position for the Cowboys? You know, it's it's not been great. I I would I hoped that Biotis would be a little bit more solid. I mean, it, the problem is in, in one-on-one pass pro. When they're able to isolate him in, in pass protection yes. with big, strong defensive tackles who can pass he rush, which – yeah, he. I mean, it's it's not like there's a ton of these guys in the league, to be honest. You know, so um, it's just the Cowboys have run into several of them so far. So and they'll see I, one I, next I, week. And, and Derek Brown, yeah, I, who you that's happen absolutely to know true, about, right? Yeah, and and he's not fun being on the other side. I, I imagine <laughs> I haven't tried it yet, but I didn't like. I'm sure I'm not going to like it. So um, I, I think you know. Look, I think the center position is a position that you can really help with, with you know, with some solid guard play. The problem was is that Connor Williams had literally his hands, literally at three three different points, his hands full of Fletcher Cox. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it, 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 you know, they were trying to avoid Zach Martin. They were isolating uh, Williams and then attacking Biotish. And I think if you have the horses to do it, it's going to be kind of dangerous tread for the Cowboys. But it's also not something that the Cowboys can't avoid. Clearly, you know they 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 managed to survive it tonight. And tonight, you face as as good as a, an interior defensive duo as you're going to face. I think right. probably for the rest of the year. Now, I think the hope is Piotr is still a fairly young player, right? He doesn't even have yeah. 16 career starts under his belt. So, I think the hope is that as he grows and kind of learns the position, he gets better there. I also think once Lyle Collins returns assuming he does return after he stops bribing people. Um, you don't have to spend as much resources trying to protect Terrence Steele, right? You don't need to have a tight end over there. And you don't need Zach Martin to be helping Terrence Steele as much, so or Lyle Collins. So there are some reasons to be optimistic, but it is yeah. hard to it's hard to watch the offensive line now and not point out him as a I mean by far their biggest weakness, right? You know, I, I think Terrence Steele struggled a little bit more tonight than he yeah. did previously uh, at times. But I, I also think that's that's why you're trying to see kind of a more balanced game plan is to keep the uh, the defensive lineman guessing and, and to give the opportunity for the the uh, the uh, the offensive line to kind of just still maintain that benefit of of you know surprise at the snap. So um, uh, yeah, but I, I do I think that that situation is going to get better. I think you know yeah. the Oddish will get better, and I think. You know, eventually Terrence Steele will either get replaced by Lyle Collins or get better himself. Uh, did you see the one rep where Cedric Wilson was in pass protecting on Josh Sweat? Did you I see this play? Did not. I did oh, not you're gonna have to that. go back and watch it. It's really oh, fun. I will, obviously. Uh, there was a there was a play where Dalton Schultz was lined up one on one with uh Josh Sweat, and he basically took the inside and Sweat was running around the corner, and I don't know what Wilson was doing. He was, he was in the backfield like as a running back, and he actually came up and knocked Sweat right on the ground, right behind Dak. So, I mean, it was pretty <laughs> incredible. So, the Cowboys have wide receivers in pass protection now, just to show you where they're at. So, 
some little level of creativity happening on this team that is uh, I, I love that fake fake screen to uh to to cd turnaround toss uh screen to uh to zeke that they did at one point mm. that was really awesome like they did a lot of like really cool stuff it's just you know the downside of doing some of that stuff is then you know every once in a while Dak's gonna forget to to motion guy tap his foot, <laughs> tap his foot and tell tell zeke to get in the backfield and if you if you watch that like zeke was like Wait, what it's just like it was like such a level of like what yeah what happened Uh, i thought kellen had a fantastic game today there was a couple plays where they maybe a a tiny bit too aggressive but i'm just not gonna fault an offensive coordinator ever by being aggressive um i I know people want us to talk about the timeout situation at halftime honestly you guys are you you're way overblowing this if people on twitter just want to kill mccarthy to kill mike mccarthy but I think you and I said saw this the same way, right? Like, if you're going to take a timeout, the way to take the timeout is before the third down play, right? But it was because there was so much time left in the game. I you think didn't McCarthy, give the offense. Yeah. They didn't want to give the offense an extra time, so they waited in, on third down. They got to what? They made it a fourth and five from midfield. And yeah. I think McCarthy's like, you know what? If the worst case scenario here is I don't use a timeout and we just go yes. into halftime up 13, I'm good with that. I don't want to give That's them an it. extra field goal, right? That's exactly it. Is that it to me, it was like the, the risk versus reward of okay, I gotta make sure that I, I could take the risk the gambit of taking these timeouts, potentially giving them another opportunity to get the, the first down and put themselves in a position to yes. score when they're getting the ball. I mean, the whole thing to remember is that the, the Philadelphia was getting the ball back in the second and, half. Exactly. Go right. in, go in with a 13 point lead. Like that is the thing to protect. It's not about being conservative. It's about just playing the odds. Well, so, and the other thing is like, okay, use time. Let's say you do use timeout there and Philly punts. They're probably pitting you inside the 10 yard line anyways. Yep. Right. And you've already turned the ball over once. You know, at the goal line, you'd have to go a long ways to kick a field goal. There's just so many bad things that could happen. I think Mark McCarthy's like, let's just – we dominated the first half. Let's just settle down. It's not that big of a deal. You can criticize him for not taking a timeout early on the drive, but I just – I don't get the outrage for the third down, fourth down thing. I just – You're the better team. You're the you're the more talented team. You knew that at yes. that point. You know, so I think you you don't take the risk. I understand, like you know, the thought process, but this was not end of the game timeout mechanics. This was end of the half, and the, the fact that you had the thirteen point lead, and the fact that they were getting the the football yes. back. So you just wanted, you just didn't want them to be able to double dip and, and erase your score, your, erase your difference. So you just gave them. I remember, the they had three timeouts left. Like, yeah. if you would have given them an extra timeout, I they think they really, four. really thought about it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, they, yeah, you would have given them a fourth timeout. If you had right. called timeout there and they, I mean, it was long, but they, they still, I mean, they almost got it. Like, it, they almost got it, it would have been fourth. Yeah. And five. So, so, I mean, the thing is, is that like, yeah, we spent already too long on this, but it's, yes, I, 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 I think it's, it's, it's not, it's not so them. cut and dry as people are making it. If, if that's at the end of the game and Dallas needs time yes, to go down the exactly. end of the game, that's a totally different situation. Uh, but let's. I, I want to stop talking about that because it's dumb. Can I, I just give them credit for a play that they did call? And listen, Landon, you and I have talked about this this coaching staff. They're going to default to being aggressive at all times, right? They want to go out and win games rather than trying not to lose like yep. previous administrations, right? Uh, Landon, they had a first, uh, excuse me, fourth and goal from the two-yard line. That's they it. were up 14, 20, 14 to 27. 
Cowboys could easily kick the short field goal and went up 30 to 14, probably ending the game, but that's not what they did. They went and tried to score the touchdown because they knew going up 34 to 14 ends that game. And what did they do? Dak found Cedric Wilson in the back of the end zone and it was over. That's what I love about this coaching staff being aggressive that way to end games and to win games. Uh, that's just a great sign for this team going forward. I I just wanted to mention that, that little series there. Beyond the point that it's, you know, it's the smart way to be aggressive. It strategically makes sense because at that point, yes, you are making, they cannot run the football down 34 to 14 at that point in the game. Like, so you've basically taken away their ability to be balanced and their ability to be balanced is the only way that they're moving the football. Yes. So they cannot be a passing old. They're not. They're just, their offense is just not there yet, and no. their offensive line just was not prepared for that. So, yeah, you basically made it a situation where they were having to throw to win the game, uh, and that puts your defense in an even more advantageous situation. So it was it was an absolute. You had you scored to win the game situation. And on top of that, the strategy makes sense, but emotionally, I for the team, I think it makes so much sense. Yeah. Right. Basically, you tell them that trust. Hey, we trust you to go out and make these plays. We want you guys to win it rather than not to lose it. I think that's something that the Cowboys have lacked over the last decade. I really do. I think when they got in some of these big moments, they were scared, scared to death to make a mistake and to make a play. And I just don't get the sense with that, this team at all. I, I really don't. You, don't. you don't just pull a killer instinct out of the hat when you need it. You have to develop it. Right. You know, and in these situations, you have yes. to kill. You have to ki- kill the, the 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 weakened opponent when they're laying on the ground and it oh. finishes. I, this is these metaphors are very uh, brutal, but I mean that's what <laughs> you need dark. to do. Football's <laughs> a brutal game, and 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 when when you when you have an opponent down like this, if you want to win it in, in January, in February, if, if you get lucky, you have to ki- you have to kill the, the easy prey when it's down and it's it's out of its out of this misery. Yeah. Uh, Again, fantastic win for the Cowboys. They sit at two and one on the season, a full game lead, actually one and a half games up over everybody in the division right now. Um, fantastic job by Dallas to, to close out a game on Monday night football and just to dominate. So that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back on Wednesday. I think we're going to try to do some Twitter questions and some film review. We've got a crossover podcast coming up on Thursday or Friday. Landon and I will do a, Panther preview. Man, it's going to be a busy week here in the Locked on Cowboys podcast. You're going to yes, want to be sir. subscribing to the show, checking us out on YouTube. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow me at Marcus underscore Mosher. Enjoy your victory Tuesday. We'll see you guys next time. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.